starting. Well, good morning. It is uh, really great to be back and, and to uh, be together, have us uh, the opportunity to uh, to worship together. I'd love it if you if you have the ability and can on your video, as we say uh, in Malaysia, that would be great to have, be able to see some of your faces if you uh, are still in your uh, pajamas or your PJs, as we say in Kentucky, then you can uh, you can leave it off. But love to love to be able to see you um, as we talk about fellowship. And so uh, when we when we started IBCBI in uh, 2013, just as the few of us would be together, we were talking about what kind of church do we feel like that um, that we would want to be as we come together as a group of people. What do we think is important? And Sam alluded to this a couple of weeks ago when he talked about uh, these biblical things we laid out. We talked about biblical teaching, biblical evangelism, biblical membership, biblical sacraments, biblical discipline, uh, gospel, growth, leadership, prayer, and uh, unity. And so those really were the things that we wanted to try to uh, focus on. And then a couple of years ago, uh, this has really become one of my favorite times of the year that we um, we, we have lots of, in a, in a normal year, right? This is one of those places I really feel the, the pandemic uh, this year. In a normal year, many of you would have gone off for uh, summer holidays. You would have gone back home. And, and just as we get to the, uh, the end part of August and into September, we would start to see people who would uh, come back and we would have new people that were on new contracts and they just started their positions, these kinds of things. And we would be coming together and we would, we would then take uh, four or five or six or eight weeks and we would just talk through uh, these core values and we would talk about who we are. So we took those 10 uh, biblical things that we have and we arranged them into um, the seven things that we keep on our walls uh, around there. And I know uh, Derek, when in his sermon last week, he was reading these. And so that's our Bible. The Bible is our sole authority. The gospel is for all. We have uh, unity in our fellowship that we're going to talk about tonight, that we're always sending, we're praying together, we're growing in our faith, and worship. Those things, kind of the 10 things we've sort of put into those, uh, what is that, seven categories, I think? I think it's seven. Yeah, let's just, I'm not going to count them. Let's just, let's assume it's seven. And then um, we, we try to remind ourselves about those, especially this time of year, but also just kind of week to week. Why are we here? Why do we exist? What are we trying to uh, accomplish? And as Sam said, there's lots of overlap. But, you know, at what point does, you know, biblical sacraments end and, and singing pick up? And how do those come together in uh, worship? There was, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago I wrote to Sam and I said, uh, I was going to do gospel for all, but I really want to do fellowship. Can I, can I change my subject and do bi biblical fellowship? And he said, well, I was going to do biblical fellowship, but fine, you can, you can do it. And Sam, if it makes you feel any better, I had this sermon all prepared uh, already last week, uh, and I was, was going to speak on biblical fellowship out of Philippians chapter 1. And then Derek said, my text for prayer is Philippians chapter 1. And so then I thought, oh, I have to completely redo. So there's, there's overlap and there's a little bit of uh, swiping that's going on as well. So, uh, but I think that's really good. We're, we're working together and we're, we're seeing how these things come from scripture in lots of places. So unity in our fellowship, that's what we're talking about tonight. Uh, we could talk about it out of Philippians chapter one, but we're not. We're going to look at Ephesians chapter four 
uh, in just a minute. But here again, here's the here's kind of the way that it's 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 listed uh, on our poster in the sanctuary. Unity in our fellowship. Our differing cultures are an amazing taste of heaven, but they can also create friction. We will endeavor to live together with peace, patience, and kindness, seeking and giving forgiveness as quickly as possible. When we come together, like we have from as many different backgrounds, culturally and spiritually, that we are, uh, we're going to have some difficulty. And so I think that Ephesians chapter 4 is also a great place for us to uh, look at who we're aspiring to be in the church, because we're going to we're going to really long to be people who are, these are the three things I want us to see in these verses, uh, committed to holiness and to each other. That's one thing. Maybe it's two, but I'm going to call it one. Committed to holiness and to one another. Secondly, that we're committed to a common confession. We're committed to a common confession. And third, that we're committed to ministering with one another and maturing together in our faith. So those are the, the kind of the three things that we're going to, look at as we go through Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going to read 1 through 16. 1 through 16. So Paul says this, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, uh, just as you were called to the, to, to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Verse 7, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean? But that he had also descended to the lower regions, the earth. So verse 10, he who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful, deceitful schemes, rather Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, uh, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint and with, uh, with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. That's a long passage, but we'll, we'll kind of break it down and, uh, and look at that as we, as we go through and look at these look at these three points. But first, let's, uh, let's pray together, shall we? Lord, I thank you for, um, for this opportunity that we have. And, and even while Sam's talking about the, the persecuted there in Tajikistan and the other countries that we pray for week in and week out, Lord, we're just uh, mindful 
of the fact that many believers don't even have this opportunity. Lord, we miss what we uh, are used to, but many believers throughout the world and definitely throughout history, uh, Lord, they, they spent large portions of their Christian life all by themselves. And so we're thankful for this kind of technology. We're thankful that we can uh, WhatsApp one another and that we can see each other on Facebook and Instagram, that we can be uh, sharing videos and we can uh, jump on calls like this and we can just hear uh, one another's voices. And so we're grateful for this technology, even during these times. And we pray that as we talk tonight about unity, this morning about unity in our fellowship, that Lord, you would speak to us as a church. And we pray that you would strengthen us and uh, guide us and guard us and just be uh, doing a good work in us, we pray. And ask that you would, uh, Lord, keep me from error. And I pray that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, would you just allow your word to fall into us deep and change us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So when we come together from uh, all of these different cultural and spiritual backgrounds, we are uh, moving out of something and becoming something new. And we're going to be uh, first considering what it means to be committed to uh, holiness and committed to one another. That's our first point, committed to holiness and committed to one another. There's a danger uh, in church life when we, we get to be so committed to holiness that we become a, a little bit judgmental toward uh, spiritual positions that uh, brothers and sisters might take. Uh, I, I, I see this in myself as we uh, as I'm on Facebook sometimes, or I'm reading this or that, or as I, uh, you know, just watch other people. And I think they, other people will do it for me as well. They, we look from the outside, we're committed to holiness, and we can, we can just get a bit haughty. We can get prideful in our spirit, and we start to look down on the spiritual position that other people are in. The other end of that spectrum, we talk about being committed to holiness and committed to one another, is we can become so committed to one another that we refuse to speak the truth. We'll have uh, maybe a situation and there's disagreement or someone's uh, maybe even in an obvious area of sin, but we won't talk about that. We won't uh, confront that because we are afraid we're going to disrupt the harmony. Here in Ephesians 4, Paul urges uh, this church to live a life worthy of the calling that they receive. That's one thing. And also to be humble and to be gentle and to be patient with one another and it's it's not an easy task when we're talking about uh when we're talking about coming from different cultural backgrounds those two things can be challenging uh, i had a situation just this week it was a, a work situation and a person had uh, disappointed me and they said um you know whatever happened they, they disappointed me and they said we're sorry and and i said oh i i understand but the truth was I was lying to that person. I didn't understand at all. I thought they made a bad decision. I thought they did the wrong thing. But I, I'm trying to save face for that person and I'm trying to save face for myself. And so when I thought about it, when I reflected on it later, I thought, yeah, I, I said I understood. But when I did that, I just really lied to that person. Now, in your culture, that could be really rude, right? You might become from a background where you just tell people the truth. You just give it to them give them the truth, be unvarnished about it. The most loving thing that you can do is speak the truth. Just tell the people. But many of us are from cultures where, well, no, you know, we say, well, sometimes it's necessary for us to tell a lie. Sometimes we lie if we're going to protect someone's feelings. And we can come with different backgrounds and cultures and expectations, and those will bring us into conflict. 
the interesting thing about Ephesians, Paul's writing to a group of people who are in one community, and they're basically one kind of cultural background, and he's still having to remind them to make every effort to keep the peace. How much more so when we have as many different cultural backgrounds and religious kind of backgrounds as we have? We have to make every effort. It's not easy. It requires effort, and that's why we thought it needed to be a core value for this church. We want to work hard to stay united. Because when we work together and stay united, our unity, our love for one another, that's something that sets us apart in the eyes of the world. Whenever we would have friends from uh, the West would come and they would visit us at IBCBI, they would always, always they would comment, this feels like a little piece of heaven to me. All these different kinds of people and they look different and they sound different and they, they dress a little bit differently and all these kinds of... But you're all coming together and becoming this one thing. I think that's what we do. When we, when we are unified, that's a testimony to the people that are around us. One of the ways that we stay really unified is the second point. That's uh, that we focus on this common confession. Jesus is our Lord. Paul says we have one Lord. We have one faith. We have one baptism. We have one God and Father who is over all and through all and in all. One of the things that we have as a family really missed since being back in the U.S. is we miss worshiping with a diverse group of people. We, we miss uh, hearing people pronounce things differently, right? When I, when I first got to Malaysia and we would be in churches and they would sing the doxology and they would uh, they would. I, tell, I can be honest with you about this, right? We would come to the place where they would say, praise him, all creatures, here below. But, you know, in Malaysia, we say, praise him, all creatures, hya, hya below. And so every time when we would sing it, I would think, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, here below, here below, here below. And then I would hear myself say, hya. I would do it every time. And I miss being around people who, pronounce things differently and people who think about things differently and people who uh, dress a little differently. I just miss those things. I miss the beauty of different people from different continents coming together and becoming this brand new body. I love that we are, we're uniquely Nigerian, right? Some of you are just, you're really Canadian and you're just, that's who you are. You're Nigerian, you're Canadian, and yet we are something else. We're also becoming something new. And we can sit around in a Bible study or in a prayer group and we can just see the work that the Holy Spirit is doing in the brother or sister that's around us. That's, that comes through fellowship. We spend time together and we can, just, we can just see how much a person grows month after month or year after year. The time we have together, it's just, it's so encouraging to me. And so in becoming this new body with our, a common confession, right? Not, not focused on the, the things that might divide us from our past, but really focusing on the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord. We find this uh, agreement, we find this agreement in our body that oftentimes we don't even have with our own biological families. We have, we have people that are our own flesh and blood that we don't feel the same connection with that we do with some of the folks at church. Does that mean we're going to have a complete eye-to-eye -eye agreement on everything? Of course not, right? We don't have that in our families. We don't have that anywhere. 
There, even in our marriages, there are only two people and we still don't agree on everything. So we have this common con confession. That's the second thing. Jesus is Lord, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father. And the third thing is this. We commit to minister and to mature together. We commit to minister together. We commit to mature together. Each of us has, given, uh, has been given some measure of the grace of God. He's given us spiritual gifts that we use together for the building up of the body. And he's also given us offices, things like apostles, prophets, and evangelists, and shepherds is what the ESV says. Uh, the NIV and lots of other translations will say pastors right there where it says shepherd, uh, pastors and teachers. And lots of people will even say those two words should just go right together. It should be shepherd teacher or pastor teacher that they should just be uh, right there together describing the same sort of job. There are people, some people that have these uh, speaking and teaching kind of upfront gifts. And there are other people who have these shepherding, caring, uh, loving, nurturing sort of gifts. And we need all of those to be operating in the church, right? That's where we speak the truth in love. We, we bring these things together. Then, as we have leaders that are doing these sorts of things, they're training the people in the church, right? The saints, they're training the saints so that the saints can do the work of ministry. That's, that's, this is critical. We have leaders, we have people in the church, and the people in the church are the ones who are doing really the bulk of the ministry. Most of the people don't have a title in the church, but they're doing most of the ministry. And so if we expect most of the ministry to be done by people who have titles, we won't have nearly as much accomplished. So we commit together to reach this sort of a unity in the faith, and we reach a, a knowledge of the Son of God. And so one of our goals at IBCBI is to produce fully formed disciples. So if you come to us and you uh, have been in a Malaysian church and you join us and you're going to be with us for a year or two years, maybe they come for a job or university or you just find that you find us and then you move on, that you're better equipped when you move on to your next church. Or if you come from uh, the Philippines and you take a contract and you stay two years and then you move on or China or whatever it happens to be, that you are a better, stronger disciple when you move on than when you came to us. It's our goal to produce mature, fully formed disciples. And that kind of transformation happens in relationship. We live together, we eat together, we study together, we, we just, we mature together, we do these things together. So when I think about this time of year, we've normally been off, right? And people are coming back, they're excited, they tell about their uh, adventures that they had and the places and they saw their grandparents and all these kinds of things have happened and where did you travel when you were on holiday or any of those kinds of things, we, we get to come back together. And there's been a lot of together talk in, in this time tonight, a lot of one another kind of things that we're saying in this. As we think about fellowship, together and one another, right? Those, those just seem to go hand in hand with the idea of fellowship. And so it's been one of the real challenges as we have walked through this pandemic, the lockdowns, is that Christianity is a community experience. This is something we should be doing together. And for months, we've been separated. Now, I'm excited to see that there are a number of you that uh, when the camera's on, there, there are quite a few people that are gathered together. And I'm, I think that's just tremendous when you've had the opportunity to do that, but it's 
it's been tough. I, I'll be honest with you. It's been really tough that we've been separated. It's, it's obviously true that we can, we can pop in our uh, headset and we can listen to worship music and we can worship, right? We, we all have experiences like that, that we're uh, listening to music and maybe we're cleaning or we're uh, driving in the car or we're exercising or anything. We just, oh, we could just think, man, God's so good to me, right? Even while you're out walking the dog, you can listen to music and worship. You can uh, read books and you can listen to podcasts and you can be growing as a disciple. You can, these things that you can do, you can do by yourself. And as we do those things, right, as I worship on my own, as I read on my own, as I grow on my own, maybe it's easy for us to think that we just, we just don't need each other. We allow distance to creep in and the relationships get a little bit cold. If we're not careful, we'll lose those relationships altogether. Maybe we'll start then being kind of harsh about certain people's cultures. Oh, why can't they just show up on time? Why can't they just uh, relax a bit about when we get started or when we leave? Why do they have to come in with no shoes on? Why do those people always wear their shoes inside? It's disgusting, right? And we think about these different kinds of places that we can just get judgmental. When the relationship gets cold, we get a bit distant and we can just become a little judgmental about each other. And so this is the place where Paul uh, says we can't regress. This is in Ephesians 4, in, in verse 14. We don't want to be children tossed to and fro by, uh, by the waves and carried around by every wind of human doctrine, by, by, by human, or every wind of doctrine, by human cunning and by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth and love, we need to grow up in every way. We're growing up and we're staying committed and connected to one another we guard the body at ibcbi because we are part of it and it's important to us and we are important to it so we have to be we have to be committed to the hard work of relationships and uh, whether that's the finding the time to take a hike together or to eat together or to pray together or to just to just to go out in the evening and, and have a walk with somebody that that doesn't live too far from you. We, we need these things. We need to be together. If IBCBI is going to continue on into the future, once we're all gone, and I hope that it does. I really hope that God uses his church for, uh, for, for years and years and years until the Lord comes back. I hope that he's using uh, IBCBI. If we stay together, it will be because during the hardest times like this, we weren't just looking for certain people to take over because they were the leaders. It'll be because we were together and we said, that's my brother. That's my sister. We're going to eat together. We're going to walk together. When they do something they shouldn't do, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to call them out on it. And we're going to spend some time talking about those things. We work together for spiritual maturity. Okay. Let me just, there are a few questions and then uh, maybe it's some stuff you can think about while you're together today, or you can talk about around your house or the Lord will just spur you to think about these things maybe while you're out having your walk or you're on the treadmill or whatever hey here's the first one uh, am i committed to holiness am i committed to holiness my, my own holiness and to the holiness of my church am i committed to holiness right because that's one of the things that paul really calls us to do right that we would be uh living in a manner worthy of the calling that we have received Secondly, I would ask this, are we committed to the people that are around us? You know, it's, it's easy to, uh, when now we maybe just see our colleagues or we just see our, our neighbors and we 
we can allow some of those relationships to get a little soft. And so are we really committed to those people that are close to us? And whether that's just setting a time and keeping it, having a timer, just we have to figure out ways that we can be intentional or we or we'll just see those relationships get weaker and weaker. Are there places that we're allowing division or misunderstanding to develop because we have spiritual distance or because we have physical distance uh, from each other? Not, we're not spiritually distant, but physically we're a little bit different. And so are there places that we would get distant and then we would start to say, oh, well, I, you know, I show up in the Zoom every week, but other people maybe just catch it up later on YouTube or on Facebook or something like that. Uh, am, I, am I better than them because I'm showing up when it's live? And we can, we can just allow some misunderstandings to, to develop. Here's something that's really important for us, I think, in these days. Is God calling you to help out as a leader, whether that's uh, in teaching or in care, uh, shepherding, those, those kinds of things. Whether that's teaching and leading or uh, caring for people or shepherding people, we, we, need, we need people to be, uh, to be part of the leadership team and to help us with a lot of these kind of tasks. I would say, and I would say this, we need people to help Sam. We need people to help Sam with these tasks because Sam is carrying a lot of the weight and he's got responsibilities. And just like all of you have responsibilities with work and family and those kinds of things. That's why uh, the, the proverb says, many, um, many hands make light work, right? When we work together, then we're able to accomplish a lot of things. And, and it's not just um, one or two uh, one or two people's responsibility. Last one is this. In the last six months, in the last six months during all of this, what are some ways that you've matured spiritually? What are some things that you've, that you've learned? Maybe there's a, some ways that you've just become more creative. Uh, you know, you've, you've, stayed, you've stayed better connected with people through technology, or uh, maybe, you've, uh, maybe you're committed to reading more books. You're trying to use the time that you have uh, at home a little bit better. What are some ways that you have spiritually matured? There have been a lot of challenges for our faith, a lot of challenges for our church, a lot of challenges for our community uh, during this time. And so uh, we have to, we have to be committed to not allowing those things to, to push us apart, but instead we stay committed to, uh, to, our, to, our, to our faith community there. We stay committed to one another in this common confession, in this body that the Lord has put us in. Let me pray for you, and um, then we'll then we'll have a chance to be able to talk, and uh, and we'll fellowship. How about that? We don't have any we don't have any donuts, but we can we can still talk and spend a few minutes together. Lord, we do thank you for the just the beauty that is in your Word that you take things that are not and you make them to be something new. And so we pray for uh, IBCBI. God, pray for the leaders, and we pray for uh, the people that you're ministering to now. Lord, we know that you're allowing us to touch many through um, through the videos, Lord, that go up and get shared around. And so there are people who uh, are able to be connected to us and the teaching that's happening at IBCBI more than uh, ever before in some ways. And still, Lord, we're 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 just separated. And so we pray that you would give us a real heart to be unified, to work together, to walk together, to be, uh, Lord, um, committed and, and connected to one another, uh, even as never before. And so we pray for our families. We pray for uh, your help. Pray for our church. We pray for our community and for the leaders in JB and in Johor and in Malaysia. And we pray, God, for wisdom. And we pray that you would help us, Lord, to uh, be able to get together in these next few weeks. We just ask that you would guide us and 
uh, Lord, speak to our hearts as we plan those things. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.